also I'm contemplating just changing the um changing the theme to this week's ep- or this particular episode to like the initial D theme. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I personally find that hilarious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Thank you for tuning in to Gay Space Rocks, the Steven Universe watching podcast where we watch Steven Universe. My name is Brian. I use he, him pronouns. You can find me on the internet at RoomwarePod, and you can find the podcast on Twitter at Gay Space Pod. And with me, as always, is my uh, Azurus uh, co-host, August. Yeah, um, I'm August. Uh, I'm feeling much refreshed. Uh Anya was kind enough to apply blue dye to my hair before we go on a beach road trip. So uh, that is nice. Uh, And my pronouns are they, them, which you know by now, I'm sure. But yeah, that's me. Um, Do we have any cartoon news this week? I don't. um, The last of the Distant Lands uh episodes dropped mm-hmm. uh last week <clears throat> um so it looks like they're gonna do i mean they they greenlit that fiona and fiona and cake thing yeah. so there will be more adventure time i've got some cartoon news oh what's the cartoon news cowboy bebop baby oh yeah november <laughs> it's november 19th right yeah oh my god john Cho, be still my heart also, the new uh, season of Amphibia, I believe, starts soon. Okay, okay. Also, the newest season, like, the season finale of Rick and Morty would happen this week. I don't. I know you don't care. <laughs> See, the, here's the thing about Rick and Morty is it's it's the exact same thing as fucking Fight Club, sort mm-hmm. of, because I don't have as good a read on the creators of Rick and Morty as I do Chuck Palahniuk. Um, mm-hmm. but it's like the, it seems like the point of the work is an explicit takedown of the, the shitty protagonist and why this isn't necessarily the the best thing for you, you know, that this isn't something you want to emulate because they're shitty people, um, with, uh, you know, Rick and with, uh, Tyler Durden, at least in the first couple of seasons, I dropped off of Rick and Morty because, of the fan base was just too much. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't do it, but, um, you know, a lot of cishet white dudes interpret like Tyler and Rick as things to be emulated when in the text, they're really not supposed to be. Um, which is why I don't trust his cishet white dudes who like fight club. Yeah. But, uh, run away. Yeah. Uh, queer people and non-white people 
who like Fight Club, I'm totally willing to have a discussion with. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah, a uh, Rick and Morty indeed. Though the season f- I did watch, I, I watch, I watch, I look at episode recaps, and if it seems like it's an interesting episode, I watch it. If it's just dumbass Rick and Morty shit, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, but the season, this season finale wrapped up the evil Morty shit. Oh, okay. That's fun. So it was pretty solid, actually. Okay, okay. You need to watch the episode, like, you need to watch 9 and 10, because it's not explicitly a two-parter, but they feed into each other. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I guess, have you watched any cartoons, August? Um, so to fill the void that has been left in our hearts with Owl House. Um, I finally uh, started watching Amphibia. Oh my god, finally. (laughs) I don't know. How are you liking Amphibia? We're three episodes in, and Mm -hmm. I'm not not sure I'm feeling it. I'm going to give it up to about episode five. Um, I think part of it is because I'm coming off of Owl House, like... I have some particular itches that Amphibia definitely isn't scratching. Um, and it's also... What are you What are you hoping that Amphibia does? Um, I want more plot. <laughs> there becomes significantly more plot. Okay. Yeah. There is a lot of table dressing in, the, in that first season of the show. Yeah, because like, I, I, I want some more plot and I want a little more world building. Right now... It, it seems to be there's just a lot of fluff, um, you know, some character development, but some moralizing, too. And, you know, because it's not as subtle as, like, Steven Universe or The Owl House, it's a little grating. But then again, it also feels like it's aimed at a, a much younger audience, too. So, you know, I, it it's just one of those things where I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, this, this may not actually be for me. Like, I may not be in the splash zone of the target audience, but... Um, yeah, you know, I'll I'll give it a little further. Have, have you got so you know how like Anne theoretically came here with like three friends, three quote or unquote two friends. friends, yeah, two yeah. quote unquote friends. Yeah, uh, have you have they done the reveal of like, one of them, what's yes. up with Sasha? I don't okay. know names, but it, I think the blonde she's, one. yeah, the blonde one. Yeah, yeah, we we have okay. seen Sasha. Um, we uh, don't know what what's I would up. Say, what I would say is read through the episode, go on the Wikipedia for that first season, mm-hmm. uh, read through the episode uh, like descriptions until you find one that starts being interesting. I guarantee you that's probably where you will. Now that you know who like like all the ca- like the baseline characters, like the the um, the fucking the frogs and who Anne is, mm-hmm. um, you can probably jump in a little bit further when like the plot comes up and they start talking about the calamity box and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I And also season two is like much different, like does not take place in uh fucking Frogtown. Okay. Yeah, I mean Frogtown is fun. Um I don't think that I'll be able to skip around because Anya and Amber and I are watching it together like we did with the Owl House. Mm-hmm. So um, but knowing that the plot kicks in after a little bit, uh, makes it, uh, makes me more likely to hang in there. Um, yeah, I don't remember how long season one is, but the plot does kick in. Okay. Uh, it has a, season one ha- builds a really solid finale. Mm-hmm. Um, I think of, like, it's like season one in Steven Universe where like, you really kind of got to like, 
like the first half is fun and charming, but not necessarily as engaging as the second half is. Yeah. When the plot decides to literally show up. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Although, like, you know, I've been spoiled by Steven Universe because Steven Universe is really good at uh, filler episodes. It's true. But Um, and Avatar for that matter. You you know what I can't I have never made it through a single like a solid season of Avatar or The Legend of Korra. I mean that's fine. Like I'm I'm not here to judge. Mm-hmm. I have some hot takes about the bad guys in Legend of Korra that I, that prevents me from like trying to get through that show. Uh, I I fell off Legend of Korra um, partly because uh, I lost access to my means of watching it, and partly because. Like, I was, at the time, uh, supposedly really good friends with this uh, with this girl who, like, super ultra hardcore identified with Korra. And so after that friend breakup, it's just like, ugh. But right. uh, I'm definitely willing to go back and watch it. I know Anya wants to watch it at some point, but... Um. Yeah, I think, like, it's fundamentally a good show, and I, like, I, I, it it deserves a place in the, like, the, you know, the, the building blocks of, like, queer representation in children's media. Mm -hmm. But also, every one of their bad guys is like, what if the good guy, but too far? And it's like, please, please, no, please. (laughs) And I'm like... Me, the radical over here, I'm like, I think this guy's right. I don't even think he's object- objectively evil. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. So, so basically like what happened with Falcon and the Winter Soldier where. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Except, except they don't introduce a guy you can like, you can just hate like John Walker. Mm-hmm. Like, I like John. I think John Walker's a great bad guy in Falcon yes. and Winter Soldier. Yes. Um. But also they do the fucking uh, resistance, like, lady bet dirty. Mm-hmm. So Well, I mean, that's the whole point. They realized that they created too sympathetic of a character, so they had to commit character assassination to make mm-hmm. her, like, a believable bad guy. Yeah. <sighs> All right, so let's talk about these episodes. <laughs> Wait, did you watch any cartoons? Oh, yeah, I did. Uh, let's see, what did I watch? I watched Eric and Morty. I watched Wizard City. It's pretty good. Peppermint Butler's pretty cute. It's not a prequel like I thought it was. Hmm. It's it it continues past the finale of uh, Adventure Time, where like Peppermint Butler got dum dum juiced. Okay. Um. So that's for it was pretty fun. I like Abracadan uh, or I like uh, Kadebra, which is Abracadaniel's niece. Mm-hmm. Uh. She's very fun. She's a very competent wizard who loves stage magic and refuses to do actual magic. Aww. <laughs> Which is the kind of Adventure Time character I love. That's fun. Um, let's see. I'm sure I watched other stuff. Tried to watch Sang chi I uh, went to the movie theater because I wanted to scope out. I'm like, well, if it's pretty because de- I went in the middle of the day mm-hmm. on Labor Day. Right. I'm like, well, if it's pretty dead, if it's like me and two people in the fucking movie theater, like that's not that bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Parking lot was, was packed. Like, fucking packed. Yeah. yeah. So I did not. I did not see Sang-Chi. Yeah. Uh, I saw some I, I was able to acquire some like um, 
like uh, bad cam rips that are just like way too grainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I so I can't think of Shang Chi without thinking about how a friend whose uh, parents are Chinese was talking about how uh, their their mother in particular was trying to figure out what Shang-Chi was supposed to mean. And the closest she could come up with was getting frustrated. So mm-hmm. now I'm just like, this is a superhero movie entirely about a superhero who just gets frustrated all the time. Um. So I'll yeah, never be able that, to take I, it seriously. I... This is the show, like, or not the show, but this is a movie that I've definitely been waiting for because I love, uh, like, kung fu action flicks or martial arts action flicks because mm-hmm. I'm sure he's not doing kung fu. Yeah. Um, you should watch Word of Honor. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, the that's that's it, really. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Played a lot of Magic the Gathering. That's about it. Oh. Uh, <laughs> my Mood, usual. but with WoW. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, this week we are covering episodes 88, 89, and 90. Uh, the New Lars, Beach City Drift, and Restaurant Wars. First up is The New Lars, episode 88. Um, it debuted on July 21st, 2016. It was written by late Raven Mollesey and Paul Velico. God damn, what the fuck? Episode synopsis. Steven gets a new look into Lars's life. I like I, I like it. I like it though, because that doesn't give so away sh- it doesn't give away it, the body swap thing, but it does give away the fact that, you know, it does tell us that we're focusing on Lars from Steven's perspective. Yeah, I guess so. Just so short. I mean, just because um, it's short doesn't mean it doesn't accomplish what it sets out to. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so we open up at the Big Donut. Uh, Steven is asking Lars and Sadie whether koalas or sloths should be crowned the king of hanging around doing nothing mammals. Um, Sadie remarks that she thinks the sloth eat poop, uh, uh, prompting Lars to say that anything or eating poop would be better than this. Sadie chides him for it, saying, just let Steven do his thing. Um, the two of them start talking about, uh, Lars possibly coming over to Sadie's, uh, the next day because they're off from work, uh, to watch a movie, but Lars is, blows Sadie off, uh, saying that he wants to go hang out with Buck. It's obvious that Sadie's a little hurt by this. Steven is just, like, enraptured, staring at them. Uh, cut to a little bit later, Lars is walking out, and Steven's like, why don't you tell Sadie that you love her? (laughs) And Lars is like, bro... Fuck off. We're not dating. We're not in a relationship. And I don't love her. Please back off. Uh, Steven urges uh, Lars to admit his feelings, uh, to which Lars is like, I'm a teenage boy. I have none. Uh, uh, We cut later to Steven laying in bed. He's dreaming about Lars. Uh, He sees Lars in his dream, giant, omnipotent. Uh, he asks Lars why he can't be true to his feelings and then, uh, kind of like gets absorbed into Lars. And then we wake up with Steven in Lars's body. He's in Lars's room. He's buck ass naked. Lars was obviously looking at a porno Mac when he fell the fuck asleep. Uh, Steven is taken aback by this. I don't 
think he's ever transferred consciousnesses with somebody else. He's been in other people's minds, but not taken over their bodies. Yeah. Um, and so Steven decides to kind of, like, be Lars for the day. Uh, he gets dressed. He finds the, I guess he finds some, like, little heart-shaped plugs uh, for Lars's gauges. Uh and goes downstairs where he meets Lars's parents. They're very nice. We find out that Lars's real name is Laramie. Uh, Steven uh, listens as the parents beg Lars to get his grades up. Please just put in a little bit of effort, they say. Um, Steven, touched by how nice Lars's parents are, says that uh, Lars would almost certainly not want to disappoint them and that he's going to uh, try and be the best Lars that he can be for the day. Uh, he wanders around town being very excited that he's Lars, freaking out Onion of all people, uh, till finally he comes across um, Sour Cream and Buck. He uh, poses the Sloth v. Koala question to Buck, uh, to which Puck's, Buck, sa Puck. Uh, Buck says um, that they are sleeping tigers. Uh, this prompts Steven to act like a cat. Uh, Jenny, right, Jenny? Yeah, Jenny's the evil one. Yeah, Jenny's the evil one. Um, comes out. She's a little off put that Lars is there initially. Um, and she's complaining that her dad made her work that morning, that she smells like pizza. Uh, Steven's like, oh, no, you don't stink at all. She's like, oh, man, Lars, that's so nice of you to say I don't stink. Um, then Steven showers her with more compliments because he's a good, good kid. Um, this has the cool kids sort of turn around and be like, you know what? You're actually kind of fucking cool, Lars. You want to be in our dance troupe? And Steven's like, oh my fucking God, I do. But wait, I have something else to do. Uh, smash cut to Sadie's house um, where uh, Steven's like, hey, you want to hang out? And Sadie's like, what the fuck are you doing here, Lars? She specifically calls him uh, the human boomerang because <laughs> uh, he always rebounds to her, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um uh, finally, she's like, you know what? I'm being too mean. They go down. Uh, they're trying to sort out movies. It's obvious that Sadie and Lars watch like horror movies because Sadie loves horror movies. Um, and Steven uh, finds one with what I can. I, I very vehemently uh, believe are two gay werewolves. Yeah. Um, and uh, afterwards, Steven is just so touched by this uh sadie's like what the fuck is up with you why are you here like you only come around when like it's like you only admit your feelings when other people aren't around i i are you ashamed of me how do you really feel about me steven's like isn't it obvious i love you trying to admit the feelings that he thinks that lars has for sadie uh and sadie gets real pissed at this she's like do you just like are you just fucking with me? Like, what's going on? She gets so mad, she kicks uh, Stephen Lars out of her house. Uh, Stephen finally admits coming clean, being like, listen, it's me, Stephen, trapped inside of uh, Lars's body. I'm sorry I upset you. To which Sadie goes, well, you have to be Stephen, because Lars wouldn't say any of that shit. Yep. Um, she's like, what's going on with Lars? Is Lars in your body? And Stephen's like, oh, I, I, I don't know. She's like, you didn't check? He's like, no. Uh... <laughs> So they rush over to the beach house uh, where, for whatever reason, Lars's parents and the cool kids all chase them there uh, for reasons for specifically just for plot reasons. Um, Sadie kicks the fucking door down and they slap the sleeping, the still sleeping Stephen body awake. Um, to which uh, the body swap is ended. Uh, Lars begins to have a 
fucking freak out about the entire situation, uh, turning all the good feelings everybody had for Lars basically back around to, like, negative feelings. Um, smash cut to the next day, Lars is depressed in the Big Donut. Um, Steven brings him a card featuring a koala and a sloth. Um, Lars is less than receptive to this. Uh, and... Steven sort of apologizes for everything, apologizes for saying stuff to Sadie, saying that he admitted that Lars loved her. Lars is wondering what her response was when finally Sadie comes in. She's like, weird fucking day yesterday. And he's like, yeah, but every day is fucking weird in Beach City. That's why I hate it. And she's like, ah, it's good to have you back, Lars. Uh, star wipe the end. Okay. So I want to get... I want to get something out there... Uh, because of course I'm I'm looking at this through trans colored lenses, and so I'd like to just get this done at the top real quick. Oh, is it, are you quick. are you assuming is this like Lars's trans? Yes. So yeah, yeah, this is not an uncommon read in the. Well, fandom. I mean, we've we've been talking about how Lars reads is like a, mm-hmm. a shitty trans boy, uh, right? For as long as Lars has been in the show, but mm-hmm. um, so interesting fact: Laramie is a gender neutral name. Uh, it means like from the leafy woods or something mm-hmm. to that effect. I think it's French. Um, whereas that would make Lars, sense because his family is Filipino. Fair. Uh, and there's a, like a strong French, like you know, yeah. French influence on it, your yeah Philippine culture. So yeah. Um, Lars, obviously masculine name. Um, mm-hmm. It. Uh, it, it means like a uh, god of lightning and thunder. Um, so fun, uh, just just fun dichotomy, potentially like between how his his parents view him versus how he he views himself slash wants to present himself. Um, but, you know, the fact that Laramie is not explicitly meant to be a masculine name definitely feeds fuel to the fire of, you know, Lars is a trans boy, um, which, you know, also makes the fact that the parents slip up on calling him Laramie a little sad because, you know, they seem like they're decent folks, but, Mm -hmm. you know, whether intentionally or not, deadening your kids sucks. Um, And, yeah, it's... uh, yeah, just well, I to- mean, I don't necessarily think like the this episode did also in, in the fandom as a whole add a significant amount of like Lars's trans fuel to the, the Lars's trans fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't think that like the creators of Steven Universe would like continuously dead name a character that they explicitly meant to be yeah. trans or somebody who was like who had switched names in that sort of way. Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not saying yeah. that the the this isn't me saying that the creators are, you know, that the crew universe is shitty towards a trans character. This is me like again, you know, bringing my trans colored glasses to the table mm-hmm. and being like, "Oh, this this is, you know, this is trans coding." Period. Like right. this, you know, does th- this does bear a strong resemblance to a trans experience whether it was done intentionally or not. Um, so that, you know, just wanted to get that that done at the top. Um, and then I have one other thing I want to get done at the top, 
Um, because, well, I mean, it was my first note. So I know we were, we were talking about, uh, you know, in the very beginning, we didn't want to talk about like characters being off model and stuff because Mm -hmm. of the way that the show kind of gets produced. But I do want to talk about like the visual language in this episode, because this feels really weird. Like this isn't about the characters being off model. It's about like the colors the way colors get used is really different in this episode. And it feels like it has a different visual language. And I'm wondering like the, the names of the people who like wrote slash boarded this episode, you know, these are really familiar people, but I'm wondering if there wasn't like a different like lead animator or something, because this just, it's not bad. It's just, (laughs) I felt some whiplash here with the art, you know, with the art direction. Sung Park was the animating director uh, with Jasmine uh, Lai. I believe that's L-A-I, Lai. Mm-hmm. Um, was the art director. Um, let me see if there's anything in trivia down here. Oh, I'm wrong about Steven taking over somebody else's body. Oh, he's done it to the watermelons. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. They don't say anything about it, but I did notice the art seemed intro- like seemed weird, especially with the way they like. There's many a times when Steven is sitting as Lars, and I don't know if they're supposed to kind of be like, maybe it's supposed to show that Steven's not used to such like a long, tall body. But like, it's like, how the fuck long are his goddamn legs? (laughs) Like, look at this. Let me show you this screenshot. I mean, I, I watched the episode. Like, I mean, it... It, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not here to talk mm-hmm. about off model, yeah. but yeah, yeah, his legs but, are super long in that screenshot. <laughs> um, but yeah, like the colors just seemed a little like, I don't know, weird in yeah, some it, places. I, I can't quite articulate how the usage of color feels different. I can, it's just, it's, it's off enough like, I think. I mean, there's a distinct possibility it was intentional. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, OK, I can I can kind of see that, like, if they were trying to emphasize, like, the the different perspective, like, Stephen has when he's Lars, but it's it's right from the jump. I don't know. Like, just even in that screenshot you sent, it just feels like. They're using a, I don't know, it it feels like it's more muted in some ways than usual. Mm, I don't know, it's just, it's really jarring. I, I, I don't understand what they're trying to get across with these, the, these changes here. Because, mm-hmm. like, the next two episodes, completely normal. Yeah, like, and... I I don't remember anything. Well, Kiki's pizza delivery service service gets weird, but not in that that sort of way. Yeah. 
I don't know. So. It, if they had just been doing it while Steven was Lars, it would make a lot more sense from a storytelling perspective. But having it be like this right off the bat and then like just jumping right back to just kind of like the standard color story that, you know, they typically use, you know, for the next episodes. It's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm I'm confused. But yeah, I mean, it could just be like a weird day at the animation yeah, that, that's fair. That That's fair, too. And like like I said, it's not bad. It was just mm-hmm. baffling. Yeah, it seems just off. Yeah. And again, uh, and again, this isn't about the character models. This is, mm-hmm. yeah. I I just repeatedly found myself going, how the fuck long are his legs supposed to be? <laughs> <laughs> like, well, in a distracting way. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it was um, it was the colors that got me, but my, well, my yeah. Well, initially I thought it was because Stephen was sitting in the chairs weird because he like he just had his legs up because that's how mm-hmm. he normally sits. Um, but then I saw like the pan out shot, and I'm like, wait, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> wait a goddamn second, yeah. Lars is actually eight feet tall. <laughs> um, Sadie's a normal tight human being. <laughs> yeah, Lars is just. Yeah. Uh, my second note is Sadie, you deserve better in all caps. That was my first note. Uh, was Sadie, get the fuck over Lars, Jesus. Yeah, I can't wait for that to happen. She deserves better. Hey, do sloths eat poop? Um, I believe some do. Yes. Oh no. Well, do I think it's one of those sloths eat poop. If I recall correctly, it's one of those things where their digestive system is so crappy they don't actually di- fully digest things on the first go round. But I could be mistaken. Well, no, they don't just eat their poop. Okay. First article is, well, it's from the sun, so like, take that with a. Um, well, no, apparently this is a real, this is a real phenomenon. Uh, sloths love human poop. Gross. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, now we know. Yep. Gross. Yeah. Now we know. Fuck off sloths, I guess. Now we know never to take a, never take a sloth morph in uh, DKPH. Yeah. We'll have to overwhelming urge to eat poop. Yeah. Um, I love how cursed the Big Donut is. It's very cursed, and <laughs> it's delightful. Uh, it is absolutely delightful. Um, I just... Ugh. Uh, uh, and let's talk about how Steven needs to take a fucking chill pill in this episode. Yeah, that... That struck me as so odd in this episode, mm-hmm. because... He is usually very good at reading people mm-hmm. and reading the he, room. He historically has an issue when it comes to he. I think it's because he's like imprinted on these two. Mm. And he desperately wants them to be together because like he They're wants his them. OTP. Yeah. Uh, and he, I think deep down he's worried that if they're not together, they won't be in his life. 
because we see these these fears will resurface much later in the series. Okay. In a much more uh, Calamity-style way. Um, but in this particular episode, Steven needs to chill the fuck down and listen to these people who are telling him to butt the fuck out of their situation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Lars does have a crush on Buck, right? Like, this is confirmed yeah, at this point. Yeah, there's, there's no way he doesn't. Mm. But also, like... How does, again, Stevens, well, like you said, it's, he's probably a little bit blinded by his views on Sadie's and Lars's relationship. It's like, uh, Steven, how do you not know Lars has a huge honking crush on Buck Dewey? Yeah. And it's not to say that, like, Lars obviously has some level of attraction to Sadie. Oh, yeah. Um, but, like, he's got a huge honking crush on Buck <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Lars is a disaster by trans boy. Mm-hmm. Um, um, how often do you think Steven dreams about Lars? I don't know. He seemed relatively unfazed by it, so probably yeah. frequently. Yeah, same. Which, I mean, I guess makes sense. Like, Lars... Lars and Sadie, for a long time, it seems like, were the closest thing that Stephen had to friends in Beach mm-hmm. City. Like, I mean, he's he was always well-liked, it seemed, early on, but it hasn't been until the past year or so that he's really been making true connections with the people in the town, so. Right. He was just that, that weird little latchkey kid that ran around. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I thought the Noise magazine was uh, pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that we also confirmed that Lars is jerking it till he falls asleep, I guess. I guess. Jesus. The paper towels in the foreground didn't really, like, (laughs) make it any more subtle. Yeah, God. Oh, my God. His fucking room. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. It's very good. The background it's, the background people in Steven Universe are They the know best. what they're doing. They know mm-hmm. what they're doing. It's good. Um But yeah, Jesus. Oh man. I, I just realized like Steven wakes up and immediately looks at like his right hand. He's <laughs> <Just> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a, I mean, I will send you this screenshot. Oh boy. Yeah, it's just. I did not notice that, but. Oh my God. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus Christ. Um, Let's see. Uh, Lars's parents seem okay. They don't seem that bad. I mean, there's They're definitely fine. something going on with them. Mm-hmm. Um, just from comments that they make later down the line, you know, it, it definitely does seem like they, they mean well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's still definitely something going on with them. Maybe. Um, I don't know if we ever see them again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just the way they were reacting at the end of the episode to the the concept of, like, breaking and entering and shit was just... It's just like, hmm. Hmm. 
okay. Um, but yeah, it, they seem okay. I mean, I, it definitely seems like their parenting style is not necessarily what Lars needs in this moment. Right. Um, which I mean, you know, that's not to say they're bad parents or anything, but, uh, or that they should be like, you know, super harsh with him or anything. It's just, you know, clearly what they're doing is not working at the moment. So, um, I also, uh, find it weird that like, I know Steven hasn't been to school, but like, he doesn't know what a report card is. Surely he's seen it in TV in TV somewhere. So I, I don't, I don't know. Like, he seems like the kind of kid who would have loved Degrassi. So, like, why doesn't... Yeah. Well, you know, the, the the Degrassi equivalent in this universe is oh, Camp, Camp Pining Hearts. Pining Hearts and they that's at summer maybe, camp. Maybe high school media isn't popular in the Steven Universe universe. Uh, it's all summer camp stuff. Yeah. Yeah, fair. Salute Your Shorts just took off in the early 90s and never looked back. That's yeah. a deep cut for you. It is a deep cut. And the <laughs> worst part is for, I get it. Just for August. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I did like that show a lot, though. Um. Also, like, let's give a big shout out to Lars's voice actor, who does an amazing job of emulating all of, like, Zach's little Stevenisms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Like, it was... It it was very easy to believe that that was Stephen. Like it didn't feel like Lars just reading Stephen lines. It it definitely felt like Stephen in there. Mm-hmm. Good shit. Yeah. Um. I did think it was very cute. The ways. And, and, like, Lars reacts to this at the end of the episode, but, like, the ways in which Steven chooses to dress Lars and mm. the way that it reflects Steven's particular aesthetic with, like, the, the shirt that he chose and the heart-shaped plugs, mm-hmm. uh, which it's cute that those are from his mom. Um, but, you know, that's 100% Steven choices, uh, yeah. obviously so the character designer uh did a really great job with that um yeah i just i don't know like in in a lot of ways this episode just makes me feel bad for lars with the way that like steven's interactions with the other cool kids and sadie and stuff um reflect like what could be if Lars weren't such a shithead. Yeah. And it's like Lars just needs to get over himself and he could have these connections. Yeah. Though I guess like in the end, I guess it's like Sadie would prefer for him to be himself, but she would prefer for him to be himself in less of a fucking prick. Yeah. Yeah. That That's what I mean. It's not that like Lars needs to be Steven Lars. It's just mm. Lars needs to stop be, being. Yeah. Less of a shithead. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and of course, Sadie Steven is fucking hmm? savage in this episode, too. Yes. Like, oh, look, it's the human boomerang. I'm like, Jesus Christ. He deserves that, though. He like, does. But fuck. 
Oh, I love Sadie so much. She's so good. She deserves the world. Although we're just going to continue to ignore the va- ignore the fact that she's literally murdered a, a you know, potentially sapient creature and, uh, well, she yeah. poofed it. She didn't murder it. I mean that. As far as she knows, that's murder. I guess that's fair. Like you know, she she did all of the things that one would do to kill a thing to poof it. Right, so, right. you know, it, it we're just not going to we're going to continue to not talk about the emotional ramifications of her having committed murder. Mm-hmm. Um, we are reminded that she is incredibly hella strong. Yes, I that that was so good. <laughs> that bit was so good. Um, but uh, yeah, Sadie, you deserve better again in all caps. Um, I love her movie collection. Uh, and I, I kind of wonder how Fangs of Love got in there. Is it just because she likes werewolf movies? or well, it, assuming Steven Universe is set relatively in, like, 2000, the 2010s, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she's buying, she's just buying VHSs by the lot as, like, the rental place closed down, I imagine. Mm, yeah. So she's probably just buying these, you know, fucking for a quarter at a time, just buying whatever. Yeah. Anything that looks like schlocky. Yeah. Because, you know, we know her tastes. Those are definitely gay werewolves, too. Just super gay werewolves. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Quick enough that I don't think anyone would notice. Yeah. I did not notice the first time I watched this way back when, so. Yeah. No, that's, it was good. It was good. Um, God, I don't know, Sadie's reaction when Lars, uh, when quote unquote Lars says he loves her is, uh, incredibly relatable. I feel that way when boys say they like me too, so. (laughs) Uh, so where do we think Lars was? (laughs) Because it seems kind of... He wasn't in Steven's body, which is what you expect to happen. Uh, So this seems incredibly fucked up. Uh, I don't... Do you think Lars was trapped in some kind of, like, liminal space? Trapped between not really alive and not really dead? (laughs) Yeah, that... That's... It's it's really interesting because he doesn't come back until Steven, quote-unquote, wakes up. So that leaves me to wonder, like, wherever he went is probably where the watermelons went when Stephen possessed them. Yeah. But at the same time, it's just like, I don't know. It He doesn't seem to remember anything of it, so it is probably just some weird liminal, like, white room. Um, but yeah, it is kind of fucked up that they... He just goes someplace, and we don't know where. So, yeah, that's fun. Yeah, that's super fun. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think of anything else. It's, uh... 
Yeah, I um, I didn't really have any other notes other than Sadie, you deserve better still. It's true. She deserves so much better. Yeah. Well, I feel like I'm ready to move on if you are. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to actively Photoshop Steven Universe, uh, Steven and Lars's heads onto a screenshot of Bo Burnham doing the sock puppet gag. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why would why would I do that? I have no idea why you would do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's see. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, episode 89, Beach City Drift, uh, premiered July 22nd, 2016, written by Hilary Florido and Jesse Zook. Uh, official synopsis. Steven and Connie get a high speed get in a high bleh. Steven and Connie get into a high speed card race with their biggest foe. Okay, I'll accept this one. Yeah. Yeah, this so far we're two for two in my opinion. Yeah. So we start off with Steven inside of a car. He's wearing sunglasses. Um He's talking to himself. He's doing his own little movie trailer when we get a knock at the window. Uh, he's just sitting in a stationary car. Uh, Connie is here. She's, like, talking to Steven about what's going on. Um, they and Greg starts talking about the car. Uh, it's a Dondi Supremo. Uh, it is a 1990s fucking tuner car. It is a Honda Civic hatchback is what it is. Um <laughs> Uh, he talks about like you know it's a car that he really wanted when he was uh, when he was younger. Uh, in that, uh, finally now that he has all this money, he decided to buy it. Um, the just then, uh, well, as the kids begin to clean up the car, just then, uh, who pulls up but Kevin, uh, the jerk fuck from the last Stevani episode. Um, the guy who was like a cre like the creepy guy from the dance. Uh, he's in what uh, appears to be some kind of like uh, supercar. Um, and he's getting Greg to wash it. Um, Steven loses his mind with rage, uh, goes and confronts Kevin. Kevin's like, do I fucking know you, kid? Steven's like, yeah, you fucking know me. Um, and uh, Connie's like, no, no, we must have you confused with somebody else. And Kevin's like, that's impossible. There's only one Kevin. Uh, and then he drives away. Uh, and Greg's like, you didn't pay. Ah, fuck it. I'm rich. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, <laughs> and uh, like uh, Greg is like, hey, what's up with that guy? And Stephen and Connie kind of express what happened. Uh, Steven extremely angry about the situation. Greg's like, well, you know what? Fuck that guy. He doesn't deserve the time of day. Uh, don't don't waste your energy thinking about his, his fuck ass. Uh, Greg swore slightly less than I did in that situation. Um, later, we cut to the kids laying on the hood of the car. Um, Connie's like, you still mad? And Steven's like, yeah. Uh, Connie's like, yeah, me too. And Steven's like, well, you're not, you don't seem mad. And she's like, well, I'm like thinking mad. Like, I want to get back at Kevin. I'm trying to figure out what to say to him. I just want to get back at them, uh, at him. And Steven's like, I wish we could just, you know, beat him in his stupid race. Um, and Connie's like, yeah, but we're too young to drive. And Steven's like, well, we weren't kids when he 
met us. And so we flashed to uh, where Kevin is racing. Um, he is finishing up a race with Ginny that she lost in the pizza car. Um, everybody is like, man, fuck Kevin. We all hate Kevin. <laughs> I like how universally everyone hates Kevin. Um, there are no Kevin stands. When finally uh, the Dondi rolls up and outsteps Stevani. Um, they challenge Kevin to a race, and Kevin's like, you're fucking obsessed with me. And Stefani's like, no, shut the fuck up, you jerk ass. Uh, and Ronaldo's like, oh my fucking god, is that Dondi Supremo? And they're like, yeah, I guess. And he's like, this is like an amazing fucking car. And they're like, well, cool, I guess. Um, so they go up to the top of the mountain um, and begin the race. Basically, the whole time Kevin's getting inside of Stefani's head, uh, talking about how they are obsessed with him, how he's going to basically, like, fuck him up uh, in this race. And they're like, why the fuck are you such a goddamn jerk? Uh, and Kevin's like, I don't mean to be a jerk. Uh, I have a I have a sad backstory about a sick little brother. And Stefani's like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't know. Kevin's like, ha ha, you dumb motherfucker. That's goddamn fake. I don't have a little brother. I'm just a piece of shit. Go, Kevin. And continues driving on. Um, this enrages Stefani further till uh, eventually uh, they kind of have like a tunnel vision panic moment uh, and defuse back into Steven and Connie. Uh, Steven and Connie have a discussion about like why they want to finish the race, about how Kevin has really gotten inside of their head um, and that they did this because of him, not because they wanted to. Um, and so they decide they want to finish the race, but they want to finish the race for them and not because they want to beat Kevin. Uh, so they get back into the car uh, it is a pretty neck and neck race from this point with Stevani straight up just fucking ignoring Kevin, uh, though Kevin cheats at the end using Nos um, and wins the race. Um, Stevani's like, good race. And Kevin's like, what do you mean? Why are you being like a good sportsman? Stevani's like, I don't really give a shit. He's like, well, you lost. And they're like, yeah, I, I came in second, but uh, it's my first time driving. Fuck off, asshole. And they're just like kind of pieces out. Um, Kevin screaming about how obsessed uh, Stevani is with him the whole time. Star wipe the end. Okay. So, first off, I'm so old. <laughs> what what has made you old this time, August? <laughs> the fucking car. What? I don't... Wait. I just... I, I feel... Like it, it reminds me of my first car. Oh, like, was your you first know, the, car a Honda Civic? No, my uh, well, my stepdad's car when I was learning to drive was like an '89 Honda Civic, and then my first car was an '88 VW Fox. So it was the same kind of boxy, boxy sort of uh, hatchback. Right, right, right. So I feel old. <laughs> um, and uh, my second note. In the Tizo voice, Greg, do not fuck the car. Greg fucked that car. Greg did fuck that car, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he super fucked that car. He was, oh my god, like, he was horny on main for that car. Oh yeah, like, they had to kick him out because he fucked the car so bad, they couldn't sell the car anymore. That Jesus. car's been sitting on the lot since Greg fucked it. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, what else do I have here? Um, my next note is just disdainfully writing Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> we, so, um, back when I was in uh, many relationships, um, when I was in a polycule, uh, one of the members of said polycule was named Kevin and we would just, we would just say Kevin, uh, constantly at him like Connie and Steven do. <laughs> Cause we're not yeah. good friends. <sighs> Shout I out mean, to Kevin. I love you, Kevin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that, that was, uh, it was just funny. Because everyone has that reaction to Kevin, and rightfully so. Yeah, fuck him. Like, yeah. fuck that dude. I uh, hate that I agree with Aranon about him. I uh, hate agreeing so, with Aranon about anything. Did you notice who is in this episode? In the background, in the crowd watching the race? No. It's his girl. It's Ronaldo's girlfriend from the next episode. Oh my god. <laughs> She's here. <sighs> So my note after disdainfully Kevin Mm -hmm. is in all caps, Connie, you have broken so many rules. What do you care about the law? Connie cares about the law. We have seen her break so many rules and regulations. I. Well, she's she's not thinking about I think she's also thinking like neither one of us knows how to drive, you know, Mm. Like, how the fuck, they're too, they're physically too small to drive a car. Yeah. But Stevani's not. Also, Stevani is like, Steven's boundless courage and and Connie's know-how of things, so. Yeah. Fair. Um, man, Steven's aggro as fuck. I mean, understandably, fuck Kevin. But interesting to see, like, Steven legitimately angry about something. Yeah. 100%. I mean, fuck him up, Steven. Fuck him up. I, like, I know that Steven can take this asshole in a fist fight. (laughs) Um, it would not even be fair. (laughs) No. And I like how they deal with this, like, that Kevin was a fucking creep to them. And, like, the long-lasting sort of, like, effect that had on them. Yeah. Also, he uses a Blackberry. I did not notice that. (laughs) Oh, my God. What a shithead. Uh, Even mad Steven and Connie continue to be extremely cute. Yes, they are extremely adorable. Oh, I sent you something terrible, by the way. Yeah, I saw the notification (laughs) pop up, but I was trying to avoid looking at it. Yeah. Uh huh. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yep. Yep. <Yeah>. We're going to have to post that on the Twitter. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and post it in the, the Discord. Completely without uh-huh. context. Oh my god. <sighs> <laughs> um. So, uh, also, hi, Catra. Uh, it's so weird <laughs> to watch this show now that 
now that I've watched She-Ra. And especially in this, like, the more Stevani there is, the more it's just like, oh, hi, Catra. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the two, two kids in a beautiful trench coat, great line. Very good uh, line. That's where that's why everyone calls uh, Garnet two lesbians in a trench coat. I think because uh, this got entered into like the lexicon. Yeah, that makes sense. Um. So we had a comment uh, from Izzy. How many Fast and Furious movies do we think that Connie and Steven have seen? Um. And, uh, probably, knowing Steven, all of them, Connie, won. No. Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. You reverse that right now, young man. (laughs) Oh, okay, Uh, okay. Connie was the one who's super into the action movies with, like, Dogcopter and shit. I mean, I think Steven really likes Dogcopter, too, though. He does, but Connie was the one who introduced him to it. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. Um, like at the very least, like Stephen may have seen some, but Connie has definitely seen all of them. It's fair. Uh, this is uh, this episode though is just like a love letter to Initial D though. Yeah, one hundred percent. This is a my next three notes. The first one is: Is this Initial D? The second one is: This is Initial D. And the third one is in all caps: This is Initial D. I was really expecting the third one just to be running in the night. <laughs> no. <laughs> Fucking. See, I like, okay. So, so is Initial D still in like the cultural lexicon of anime for like people younger than us? I. Here's the thing: They did like a new Initial D at one point. So like there was a quasi revival. Um, but it's, I don't know. I feel like it, it definitely has a more rarefied, like, target audience than the Fast and the Furious movies do. Mm-hmm. Well, um, what's interesting because- is Initial D came out, like, after the first, uh, Fast and the Furious movie, but before the Fast and the Furious movies got weird. yeah. And um, so it was it, yeah, it was definitely pre Tokyo Drift for sure. Like, I, I have a feeling if I'm remembering my timelines correctly, like Initial D got popular and that's when like just, you know, drift racing in general gained like a kind of popularity in cultural consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because I remember because it came so. Tokyo Drift came out in 2006, and I know well before this, I was playing, like, weird Japanese import racing games uh, that were, like, drift-based. Yeah. Because, like, drifting is, like, much more, like, there's a reason they did the Tokyo Drift thing in The Fast and the Furious. Like, drift racing has, like, a a, like a, a bigger hold uh, when it comes to, like, the racing scene in Japan. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure it has uh, some of its roots in Japanese racing culture. I believe so, but I don't know enough to say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, Initial D started running the manga, at least, in 1995. So there's definitely Okay, so it's old, yeah. Yeah, it's... uh, But it didn't finish until 2013. Right, and I mean, I was watching, like... 
like drift race competitions on fucking um oh what was like what was that thing that became came after tech tv Ooh, i don't know i think that's like after i stopped paying for cable okay um but yeah like i remember watching like drift races and like people with like weird modified cars like well before tokyo drift came out mm-hmm so um so there were three new initial d movies in 2014 2015 and 2016 um initial d got musicals <laughs> that really doesn't seem like the it would lend itself to a musical format but okay there's been weirder musicals yeah yeah um let's see games there was a live action film in 2005 um yeah so i imagine it probably has passed largely out of the cultural consciousness at this point since it looks like the most recent stuff i can see at a glance is from 2016 yeah though i feel like the creators of steven universe are literally the same age as us (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm more talking about in as far as like where Izzy's frame of reference might have been. Oh yeah, for know, sure. Immediately going for Fast and the Furious versus going for Initial D. Yeah, I mean, definitely Fast and the Furious has much more cultural cachet than Initial D ever has or will. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I've had the Initial D theme stuck <clears throat> in my head for like two days straight. Yeah. Okay. So I have like a complicated relationship, uh, partially with initial D and partially with like the initial D theme song. Like my ex-wife was super into initial D Mm -hmm. and you know, that's not inherently a bad thing, but it's one of those things like no matter how amicable a breakup is, it's like that still does like have a tendency to, to kind of like color your view of media that your former partner may have enjoyed. Mm -hmm. Uh, but also there's a line in the initial D theme that I don't know what it's actually supposed to be, but my brain can't help but hear it as all night pussy delight. (laughs) So, (laughs) oh my God, how do I, my God, August, how do I not name the episode this? (laughs) Um, I I don't know. Do what's in your heart. (laughs) But yeah, so I just, I can't take that song seriously. I mean, I just remember being fucking tired of hearing it from, like, DDR sessions on the weekends at the mall. Mm, Yeah, that's fair. But Uh, yeah, this is just Initial D. Yeah, this is Initial D episode. Uh, Which is fine, there's nothing wrong with that. Kevin's villain speech about having a sick brother is the best. Oh god, it's so so good. good. (laughs) It's so good. Oh, I loved it. It was so good. Like, you saw, I could see the, no, what are you talking about? That's bullshit coming. Mm -hmm. But it was still beautiful. It was so good. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. Lesson solid. uh, Put people, like, put shady people out of your head. Yeah, although um, it is also interesting, like, specifically the way that Connie chooses to interact with Kevin, because it's like, you know, they could have just completely brushed Kevin off and just walked off, but Connie chose to, like, be 
generally kind and compassionate towards him. Mm-hmm. Um, which, like, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to be nice to everybody who's being shitty to you, but, you know, you do hear a lot of stories about, like, you know, people, instead of engaging with trolls on their level, you know, are just like, hey, man, are you okay? And it turns out that that, like, can completely diffuse the situation. Um, so, you know, again, good good lesson, good life lesson. Um, it's generally good to approach approach people from a, a position of not necessarily assuming the worst. So, but Kevin is in fact the worst. Kevin is in fact the worst. Like, you know, more power to Stevani for being able to interact with him that way. Mm-hmm. But oh, yeah. is um, did they steal Greg's car? <laughs> uh, there is no way that Greg knows about this. Yeah, there's absolutely no way that Greg knows yeah, about this. He would not greenlight this. <laughs> no. So, Especially not after talking about how they need to to not mm-hmm. with Kevin. Like, they definitely stole his car. Yeah. So, you know, Connie breaking all the laws. Yeah. Driving while underage, bad. Driving without a license. Bad. Grand Theft Auto. Just stealing, in, stealing all the cars. And for a penny, I guess. I guess so. Um... All right. Do we have anything else about Beach City Drift? Uh, I don't think so. All righty. Well, then let's move on to episode 90, uh, Restaurant Wars. Uh, came out July 25th, 2016. Written by Lamar Abrams and Katie Mitroff. Steven must help the Frymans and the Pizzas settle a reignited rivalry between their restaurants. This is three for three this week. Yeah, what the hell? Um, while at the Fry Shack, uh, Steven is about to order his regular choice of fry bits. Uh, but he decides, you know, he wants something different. He wants something something off menu. And, 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 and Petey is like, you always fucking order off menu, Steven. We don't have fry bits on the goddamn thing. <laughs> He's like, no, no, I want something weird. So Stevie goes uh, back into the freezer and he finds some mozzarella sticks. And he fries them up and he gives Steven some mozzarella sticks with a little bit of marinara sauce for dipping. Steven's like, oh, fuck yeah, mozzarella sticks, because everybody loves mozzarella sticks. Um, and while he's walking, though, he is spotted by Kofi Pizza, which I still hate that their last name is Pizza. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Not a pun, just pizza. Um, and he's like, where the fuck did you get that? And Steven's like, I got it at the Fry Shack. He's like, God damn it, Fryman. Uh, he calls Fryman, or he calls Fryman out. They begin arguing. The restaurant war is now reignited. Uh, Kofi, we see signs uh, in the fish stew pizza that says that they're now serving fries. We see that the Frymans are now serving different versions of pizza. Uh, Steven comes back to the boardwalk the next day, and it's goddamn bedlam. People are bodies are strewn about they're so full of carbohydrates they people are eating fucking french fry pizza that's got a french fry crust and a goddamn french fry sauce um fry the the fry shack is selling pizza bits um it it you know cats are marrying dogs ups down is up it's a you know it's, it's fucking chaos out there um 
Steven uh, gets the kids together uh, and gets some information about the restaurant wars. Basically, uh, back in uh, the day, the the pizzas and the Freidmans had signed a, a binding treaty to not encroach on each other's territory. But Petey broke that when he served the mozzarella sticks, things that involved cheese and bread and marinara sauce. I guess that's what constitutes pizza. Um mm-hmm. And uh, so they decide to try and get the uh, the pizzas and the Frymans to put away their uh, their differences. Uh, their grand plan is to have Kiki and Ronaldo fake dates um, to Romeo and Juliet this shit. And Ronaldo's like, I don't really want to. I have a real girlfriend. Everybody's like, yeah, whatever, Ronaldo. You have a real girlfriend. <laughs> um and Ginny talks up her, her sister. Um, and so we go to the boardwalk where Kiki and Ronaldo are pretending to to to, to pronounce their love to each other. Uh, Kofi and Fryman come out and they're like, what the fuck is this noise? And they explain the situation and they're you can see their hearts beginning to melt. They're just about to turn when Ronaldo's real ass girlfriend shows up Um uh, her name is Jane, and she's there to re- uh, renew, or not renew, but return Ronaldo's DVDs, but she witnesses this proclamation of love between Kiki and Ronaldo. She's like, what the fuck, Ronaldo? And he's like, no, no, this is just some bullshit we cooked up to get our parents to stop fighting. She's like, no, my heart is broken. Um, and he falls into tears. Kofi and Fryman go back to arguing. Um Later, uh, back at uh, Stephen's house, they're trying to figure out a plan, too. And he's like, why did they sign the treaty in the first place? And we learn about the Everything Buffet, a buffet that served everything. Um, It damn near destroyed the economy of Beach City, I guess. And Fryman and Kofi decided to uh, not encroach on each other's business uh, and signed a treaty to be able to take uh, to to combine their powers and, and destroy everything buffet. Uh, it's very nebulous, but I think they maybe killed the owners of everything buffet. Um, so Steven has this great idea to open Steven's, a restaurant that serves uh, pizza and fries. Uh, it serves pizza bagels and french fries. Uh, the Frymans and the pizza show up. They order their respective items. Um, Mr. Fryman asks for ketchup with his fries, and Pearl is like, no substitutions. And he's like, you got to have ketchup with fries, and he takes a bite and there's ketchup inside the fries. Kofi orders a pizza bagel. He's like, there's no way this could be like as good as a real pizza. And he eats it. He's like, oh my God, the cream cheese. It's it's amazing. It adds so much depth. Um, Kofi and Fryman lock eyes. They nod solemnly and they go to Steven. They're like, please God, don't open this restaurant. You're going to destroy us. And Steven's like, if you agree to like put all this bullshit aside, I will close Steven's. And they're like, done and done. Um Everybody is happy. Ronaldo is still heartbroken. Star wipe at the end. Oh, boy. Boy. Uh, so oh, we should have watched the binging with Babish episode about these foods. We should have. Oh, well. Anya even was like, hey, do you remember that binging with Babish episode? Which I don't. But, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Uh, the real interesting part is he makes uh, the the fries with the ketchup inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like pizza bagels, pizza bagel. Yeah. Um. 
shit, there was something that I wanted to say, but I don't remember what it was. I'm sure it'll come to me after we stop recording. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't have a whole heck of a lot substantial to say about this episode. Me either. Um, I have like four notes. Yeah. Uh, poor, poor Petey. I know. Please, please let this 80 year old boy rest. Um... I just, I feel so bad for him. Please, please let this, this old child man have a nap. Um, the pretending to be in love thing, you know, the whole Romeo and Juliet shtick. Uh, very, very, very Steven idea. Mm -hmm. I love it. Like, I, I, I love how absolutely faded for ruin it is. Um, I love that Steven came up with it. I love that the the older kids are so desperate that they went along with it. Right. I love how everybody gives Ronaldo shit about yeah, for real you've got yeah, you've got a for real girlfriend. Even yeah. Petey is like <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um Oh, that was it. I miss buffets. I, I miss buffets. buffets. Talked, I believe I've talked about this. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we've talked about missing buffets on recording, but I just want to go on the record. I miss buffets. I feel like I've I missed wanna... my. I've I've missed the window that I had to go, like roll up to the Golden Corral and just fucking, just make my home there. Oh God. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to go back to a buffet, even after like COVID ceases being a pandemic, but. Because, like, when you think about it, just, they're kind of gross, but I miss them, so. I mean, when there was a lull in the, like, low dip there, I went to, uh, like, a Chinese buffet. Like, a small one in town. It was very, very good. Um, but that was, like, months ago. Bruh, we haven't eaten in a restaurant, uh, like, inside uh, in almost two years now. The last... Well, I say almost two years, over a year and a half. The last mm -hmm. time we ate in a restaurant was uh, for my birthday in uh, 2020. Nice. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, um, so yeah. I think Jane dodged a bullet. She did, yeah. Listen, like, I'm sorry, Jane, but you can't be dating this boy. This is a this, bad boy. Look at this boy. This this isn't even about like Ronaldo's looks or anything. Mm -hmm. Like no, you know, he's he's just bad. He's a bad he's, boy. The fact that he calls her Ohime Sama is so fucking creepy. It is like God. this is some Fedora doffing bullshit. And like you dodged a bullet there, girl. And I don't know, like, I don't know if the Kruniverse is, like, intentionally making Ronaldo throw all these red flags, or if they're just trying to send up a very specific type of, like, otaku, and in the wake of, like, everything that's happened in the ensuing years, it's turned into massive red flags for incel bullshit. But I, think, I think it's honestly the latter. Because yeah. I don't think they intend, like, I don't think they intend Ronaldo to be, like, a good person. 
but I don't think they intend Ronaldo to come off as bad as he does now. Yeah. Like, I mean, I came from the Chan board, so I was already kind of familiar with a lot of incel bullshit by the time that Steven Universe was on the air. So I think he still probably would have skeeved me out right. if I had been watching, like, live. Uh, but I just, oh, man, he has not aged well. No. Like, Would you like to see some cursed fan art that I found while uh, Googling an image of Ronaldo to display how bad of a boy he was? Sure. Yeah, here you go. No! Now, for the listener, it's a it's a image of Sadie in the middle holding hands with Ronaldo and Lars. And it's like, Sadie can do better than these shitty boys. <laughs> Sadie deserves so much better than shitty boys. And the worst part is, like, Lars is, like, blushing really hard and also, like, looking at Ronaldo. So, I mean, the shitty boys can deserve each other, I guess. Yeah. But, like, leave Sadie out of it. Yeah, do not but bring no. this good this good person into your bad boy trio. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he just, oh, my God, I, I physically winced when I heard him call her Ohime-sama. Like, that was, that was painful. Oh, my God. Like, I mean, it, it. I'm sure it's supposed to be cute, and he's just an anime nerd, but, like, mm-hmm. in totality of everything that he is up until this point, it's just, it's so bad. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's gritty gross. <laughs> um, yeah. <clears throat> They killed um, the owner of the everything buffet, right? Like that's yeah. Uh, they definitely killed. They they killed at least a man, possibly an entire family. Yeah, almost um, certainly. So, yeah i I can't disagree with you there. Um, I think that. Uh, I, I think that the entire Stevens bit is adorable. Um, the uh, Pearl in the waitstaff outfit and Garnet in like. Was she in like the maitre d' outfit? Uh, who, Pearl? Uh, Garnet. Oh, I believe so, yes. Yeah, both of those. Because like Amethyst wasn't wearing anything different other than like a chef's hat or something like that, but. Uh, Garnet and Pearl's character designs for that particular uh, part of the episode were choice. Um, and uh, Stevens, Stevens' little keh, and the uh, Kofi saying like the the pizza bagel <laughs> spiel. I love uh, like the little anime both. cutaways with the the little hands. Uh-huh. Like yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. Um. Was Just restaurant a, was um, food wars that anime? You know the food anime. Yeah. Was that out? I feel like that was like 2016, 2017 ish. It might. Uh, let me see. Uh, twenty seventeen. So it came out after this. Okay. Oh no! The manga existed in twenty twelve. Okay, yeah, so that could very easily have been a reference. Yeah. 
I just, I've not watched or read it, so I have no... Yeah, me either. But it yeah. seems as though that might be where they're pulling from here. Yeah. At least with this particular little scene. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I definitely know enough about Food Wars to know the, like, the, like, eat a bite of food, like, oh my god, like, that sort of reaction. I know that is a meme mm-hmm. in that show. Yeah. Fair. Um, I don't remember why I wrote, oh my god, Onion. What did Onion do? I don't remember. What did Onion do? Something terrible, I assume. You know, an Onion crime. Yeah, I don't... But I I don't don't remember why I wrote, oh my god, Onion. It it will remain a mystery. Yep. Oh welly well. Yeah. Um. You know what? That's yeah. it. I got nothing else for this. Yeah. This is this is the second fluffiest episode after the the, um, the community theater with with Jamie, but this one was uh, a bit more enjoyable. The community theater episode was just meh, but this one had a lot of good gags. Um, it was very funny. It was very funny. It's a cute, fun episode. Nothing bad about it. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like this one, and as far as like filler episode ish goes, like this one is probably the most fillery because at least with the community uh, theater episode, we learned stuff about the gems and the history of Beach City. Yeah, um, but this, I don't feel like this particularly advances anybody's character. We don't really new- learn anything new about the world other than Kofi and Fryman killed a man. Yeah, or possibly a family. And I could have um, probably guessed that about those, too. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mr. Smiley probably helped bury the bodies. Mm-hmm. No, it, it was Nenefoy. She was oh, like, oh, yeah. Kofi, you murdered again. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right, though. Okay, yeah, that's, that's, that's all I got. Okay, well... That brings us to the close of this week's episode. Um, So next week, we're doing kind of a different schedule. Next week, we are watching just episode 91, Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service, because August is going to watch the rebuild of Evangelion movies, and we're going to talk about Evangelion. So strap into what might be the longest episode, (laughs) knowing me in August. Yeah, yeah. We've met our we've met each other before. We know how this is going to go down. Right. Um, so if you want to watch those movies, they are on Amazon Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, they're all available on Amazon Prime. Um, if you've never watched the Evangelion movies before, like like find some content warnings for Evangelion because it gets into some shit. Um, yeah. The movies get into less shit than the main series does. Um, but, um, the movies still get into some shit. Uh, 
so just you know be careful uh but it's so you know i'll I'll put a time marker in next week being like all right we're done here (laughs) yeah if you just want to like listen to us talk about just steven universe and skip over our evangelion chatting um but uh but yeah, so just episode 91, Kiki's Pizza Delivery Service, and then all four of the Rebuild movies. Um, I think... Let's see, I don't think I have anything... We've got, uh, on the 25th of this month, we've got a... Um, we've got a live stream benefiting uh, Texas reproductive rights through the Lilith Foundation. Lilith, right? Lilith Fund. Fund, sorry. Lilith Fund. Um, that should be fun. Um, on the 18th, like the, the Sunday of whatever week you're listening to, to this on. Um, yeah, so the 19th. Um, we'll also be streaming a game of the game Price of Coal uh, with Cam from Old Gods of Appalachia. That'll be on our Twitch. It's twitch.com forward slash standing stones prod. Um, link is in the description below. Uh, August and I will be starting Oddworld finally. We have a fancy new overlay. We look like a professional streamer team. Ready to get all those fucking PewDiePie bucks or whatever the fuck the internet does. Oh my god. (laughs) Um. And I think that's it. Our regular stuff continues to be, to exist. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, Although, uh, FTL, by the time you hear this, uh, FTL's fifth season will have concluded. Uh, We're going to be taking a bit of a break from main feed stuff. Um, We're going to... uh, We're we're not going to go silent during uh, the ensuing eight weeks. Uh, We plan on putting up the audio from the live stream series that Zachary did over the summer with a bunch of cool people, including uh, Mab and Jade and other people uh, who I do not know. Um, But uh, we're going to be putting up the audio from that uh, for the next eight weeks on Monday. So you can listen to that. You can find the videos on the Standing Stones YouTube page. Go sub, go, Brian, put a link in the description of this episode, please, yep. so I can be like, go to the the description, uh, the link in the description, and click on us and subscribe, so we can get a non garbage random character uh, na- uh, URL for our YouTube channel. Yeah. Um, we could also pay but, for like a tiny like we could just buy a URL that redirects to it. Yeah, we could. I wonder if I can buy standing.stones. Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's that's where FTL is at at the moment. Um, so that's gonna be fun. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, but that's that's all I've got. Um, I think last week uh, I said the thing. I believe it, you did, so I believe it's my turn. Yep. Um, well, everybody, be like Cookie Cat and leave your family behind. 
Peace. Yeah.